Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, the well-known Aussie singing that, and uh, the Aussies were singing at the end of the night last night. Only just, it's fair to say. Let's get into some talk back, and uh, Mikey from Christchurch, good morning to you, Mikey. Oh, good morning, Ian. Bloody Aussies. <laughs> McCartney calls them, calls them the zombies. Like, you need a headshot, because they just, they're just never down, they're never out, they're always fighting. Quite impressive, actually. Um, because after you've used um, 10 overs, I thought, oh, we're going to have them. But, man, I've got some pride of them. Um, I thought that despite those yellow seats, the crowd was pretty awesome, pretty raucous. Um, certainly uh, looked great on the TV for that. Um, but I do have a question about Ravindra. Um, now, you've, you've been in the game for a long time, and it was great watching sort of like, I've, I've loved watching the test series, just sort of work it out as he goes. Um, and then certainly when it came to last night, he was a bit scratchy to start with. And then some of those shots, oh my Lord, absolutely amazing. So I guess my question to you is, when Kane first started out, was he, was he always as calm and as assured as he is these days? Or was he a bit scratchy to begin with? Oh, I think Kane Williamson, uh, he, I think he believed in his ability because he'd put the work in when he was young. I, I, I... I honestly believe that Kane Williams, Kane Williamson, always believed he was going to succeed at the game, uh, and I see that uh, kind of demeanour uh, when I first met uh, Rachin Ravindra. It was the middle of the Pune Cricket Ground during the World Cup, and I had to congratulate him on what he'd achieved. And it'd taken me a game or two to to actually get close enough to him. But when I spoke to him, I felt like I was speaking to a guy who'd been around the game for a long time. It was gracious, uh, accepting of praise, of compliments, but very uh, calm, you know, and that, uh, basically just saying, look, that was then, I've got another job to do today. Um, and he was the toast of India there for quite some time. And I just thought, boy, you've absorbed this quite nicely, young man. And, and then it just carried on, his form carried on. And, and I have no doubt that Ravindra is going to score a poultice of runs for New Zealand in all forms of the game. I, I just see that. And with Williamson, what a great tutor for him, you know, without even having to ask a question, just being at the other end. Uh, it's a good sign, Mikey. So, uh, you know, there is, I think if there's a question mark about them batting together in T20 cricket, is that they both like to get set. They both start relatively slowly. And I'm not yep. sure you can have two guys together like that. 
but geez, he accelerated afterwards, though, didn't he? I mean, that was that was yeah. some beautiful hitting. Like he can, for, yeah. he doesn't seem like a particularly big guy, but obviously his timing's right there because some of those sixes were magnificent. Um, but anyway, he's taller, up for the. He's taller than you think. Um, you know, he's he's, he? he's in he's in, he's in pretty good nick. He's a little bit taller than you think. Um, and okay. you, you disguise that too with that mop of hair that he's got. But I'm, I'm telling you, mate, he he has um, he's something special. Uh, and I work alongside around the joint some pretty hard judges, some pretty you know tasty sort of blokes who who don't give out compliments too readily. They love him. They love him and the prospect of him. So uh, fantastic. Thanks, Lizzie. Jess, thanks for your call, Mikey. Uh, we'll stay in Christchurch and catch up with Rex. G'day, Rex. Oh, congratulations on your commentary. I, I think you're going to have to put yourself out for a beige jacket soon to step in the footsteps <laughs> of the great man. So that's high praise I'm giving you. Now, that uh, is high what praise. I want to. It is. Thank you yep, very much for that, you too, Rex. It. Yep, yep. Um, now, I am not at all impressed with. Well, let's. I don't like T20. I dismiss it as hit and giggle, and I'm particularly upset that the. Chapel Hadley series it's now being re- being reformatted or given to the T20 format and my analogy I'd give is if uh, the Bledisloe Cup was going to be played in sevens format next year mm. so uh, okay. I'm, I'm just totally unimpressed with the whole format Okay, it's an, it's an interesting point of view, Rex. Uh, so if you take the T20 out, uh, you think it uh, it's originally for uh, 50 over cricket. You'd like to keep it as that, or could you see it um, in, in the test match? You think it's worthy of test cricket? Yeah, well, what what, what you could have done, but, you know, as, as I say, I'm, I'm a traditionalist and a purist. I, I, yeah. I, I know it's not going to happen, but I would have got rid of the stupid hit and giggle games altogether and put a third cricket test in. And made that the Chapel Hadley, you know, up for stake at that. Now that's that's yeah. that's what I would have done, but I mean I'm not in charge, obviously. Well, I think that's a really good point, actually. I would love to have seen a three-match series. I think when we go to Australia in three years' time, they've they've granted us four test matches, which is a real rare honour for us to get four test matches over there. But I think you've made a very valid point. I take your point, too, on the, the Chapel Hadley. Uh, what I will say is that they went to both the Chapel and Hadley families and basically asked for, for their consent uh, to change the format, and they were whole heartedly in behind it is my understanding. Uh, Rex, you're going to go, uh, would you be going as a traditionalist, would you be going to Hagley Oval in about uh, 10 days, 12 days time? I've already bought my full five day match pass and I'll Excellent. be there and I'll, 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 I won't knock on the commentary box and say hello to you. Please do Rex, please do. I'd love to meet you in person and I really do appreciate your call this morning uh, and it's, I'm, I'm like you, I'm basically a traditionalist. But I, I do pay attention last night. I did take notice last night, but it doesn't matter that much to me this morning. If we lose a test match, it will the morning after, I promise you that. Rex, thank you very much for your time. Cliff from Dunedin. Good morning to you, Cliff. What did you see last night? Yeah, good morning. We're a good breed, us traditionalists. It's, it's great. <laughs> hey, I, I think we batted really well. Um, you know, it was good to see Conway get some, some runs. Uh, Ravindra, there's a boy that opens a batting now for India, Jayasal. Left-hander, yep. tall, lean yep. fellow. It looked very similar. They, they're very classy. They're very, they they love put, uh, putting it through the offside. 
backflips, square driving, you know, and he's got a little bit of Lara about him too, Ravindra, when that says a lot. Um, yeah, he's just, just quality. He's, he's, he's ticking off every box now. He's got that 50 over bunny, uh, the 2020 bunny now. He's got a nice 60. He's got his 100 in the, in the one day as he's got the double in the test. Um, yeah, so it's good. But, yeah, the, the bowling, I thought we, we bowled pretty well at times. A couple of catches at the end hurt us. Phillips on the boundary. He should have taken that. I think he sort of maybe lost where he was, trying to palm it back into the uh, the other fieldsman. But that, that was a catch, and then Saudi dropped one. You know, Saudi's probably got the best mitts on the field, and it was catches win matches, and 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 we just needed something to to break the those last three bats for the Dears. You know, Marsh, uh, the, the, yeah, the two new Ingles and the and the new guy. They just kept it going nicely, you know. It was a it was a tough ask. But those flat bat sixes, you know, Milne, Milne was bowling well. He had some good heat. I was impressed. I was impressed with um, uh, or our other bowler, old um, Lockie Ferguson. Ferguson. He, yeah, he, Ferguson. he bowled real well. It would be. It wouldn't be nice if we had him in the test side. If he was good enough to be in the test team, up in the bowling with O'Rourke in the future, maybe maybe Henry. You know, it would be nice to have someone that bowls at one forty-five plus. Just a you know, because that that showed old um, the their opener um, who's retiring. Uh, he he got a, a real good one early, and that really shook him up. He didn't like that. It was nice to, you know, just to put a bit of heat on these fellows. But, you know, if we can bat again and make a good score, it's going to be a good three-team, a good three-match competition anyway. But uh, it's all I, about the I team agree matches. with you, Cliff. It's a great forum to what's coming. Matches. Yeah, I think I, it is for me anyway. Um, but uh, I do take notice of last night because uh, there's a little matter of a World Cup coming up in around about two and a half months' time. And... I think both these, both of these sides on what we saw last night are genuine candidates. If New Zealand can continue um, to play against an accomplished bowling attack like that uh, with confidence at the top of the order and only lose three or four wickets uh, when you bat, you know you've done your job in great fashion. So, look, um, I, I, I'm encouraged by it. Uh, I'll review it till after the doubleheader on Monday morning at uh, Eden Park. We'll have a lot to talk about there after Friday and Sunday, but uh, certainly... Uh, from my way of thinking, certainly from my way of thinking, uh, there were a lot of pluses last night and not a lot of negatives apart from the fact that they won, of course. Uh, thanks, Cliff, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you again, I'm sure, uh, during this week and early next week. A few uh, texts that have come in. I think the winning of the game was the fielding. Aussie much more confident, clinical, athletic in their fielding and catching. That's from Andrew. Yeah, that's a, an interesting perspective. A lot of people look at the batting and the bowling and sort of disregard that, Andrew. It's a good observation. And it's not very often New Zealand sides are outfielded. Uh, I'll be, they take a lot of pride. Uh, we've always been ranked in the top one, two, three sides in the world in the way that we uh, marshal around the various areas of the park and we catch. Right, OK. Uh, Tim David is a specialist T20 finisher. Not many bowlers could have stopped him. Sally nearly pulled it off for the last ball. Yep, uh, as Chris Harris said, Chris, uh, yeah, he um, he was pretty close, pretty close to hitting his uh, his his areas just missed, and that's all you need. But uh, Tim David is an immensely powerful young man. He's very strong. 
Uh, he's very clinical. Uh, he doesn't come off that often, but when he does, that's why they pick him. Uh, he's an, an absolute match turner out of almost impossible situations. And that is, uh, that is what we saw last night. I mean, 32 off nine balls. I mean, you're all over, you're all over winning that, aren't you? You're absolutely all over winning that game. Right, okay, uh, let's uh, look at uh, Todd. Great game last night. We great, uh, it was great to see Conway get some runs, but a real shame in the way he got him, himself out immediately after Ravindra was dismissed. It took the two new batsmen a couple of overs to get settled. May have cost 15, 20 runs in momentum. Also, am I the only one that is worried about Southie? He really missed his areas in his last two overs. Four wides, I think, and as an opening bowler, he got a grand total of two wickets across two tests against South African club players. I'm probably wrong. Would be interested in your thoughts. I don't think Tim Southey's at the peak of his powers. I think he's down on pace, and I'm not sure he can get it back. If he can get back another 5 or 6K in pace and get to around about the mid-130s, 135, uh, I think he's uh, a much more effective bowler. Uh, you know, he's been around such a long time, and no one can deny ever deny what Tim Southey has achieved uh, in his career for New Zealand, and he's pretty much always available, isn't he, over all three forms. But there is, a, there is a time limit, and um, we'll just see in the next two test matches uh, whether he was holding back ever so slightly. He certainly didn't over-bowl himself, did he, against that South African side. Gave others the opportunity, and, uh, of course, uh, we know what happened when Willow Rourke was granted his. This morning, Smithy Conway looks unbelievably good when he's timing the ball. Sure does. Uh, Sodi's spell showed me that he needs confidence. He just got better. Good to see Milne swinging the ball at pace. Marsh was brilliant. Not sure if all the hate I've seen towards just Saudi online is even worth the effort reading. Um, and they tell me, um, Louis, that uh, Tim Southey's copying a bit, yeah? Yeah, Tim Southey, uh, he kind of has, has always been in that bracket where people like to get stuck into him. And yeah, I think whenever you bowl three wides to start and over in a row, you kind of become an easy target. But I thought Chris Harris made a good point that his last over was actually really good and he, he barely missed his length. I've got to say, Smithy, when that ball came off Tim David's bat, I was not convinced it was going to be a four. I actually, sell, I actually did the early crow because I was convinced that we'd be able to cut it off, and that was because of where Southie managed to put that ball. So um, I, I've got a question for you, though. I'm, I, I mean, maybe I was getting called a boomer from my friends. They thought that I was like some curmudgeon. I just could not get it through my head, and, and I am, it is quite dense. Why on earth Gary Stead or whoever made the call or sanctioned it would let Finn Allen go out there with an earpiece on in an international T20 that is being played for a Chapel Hadley. This isn't, yes, it's T20, but it's not the bloody big smash or the super bash or whatever. It's an international. He's an opening batsman. He's young. Let him do his job. I mean, am I a boomer? Or is that, is that like, what is, is, is that fair game? I don't know. <laughs> mm, it's an interesting point. I mean, you know, the, the T20 um, game is, it's all about entertainment. There's no doubt about that. And, and a lot of people perceive the ability to talk to players while they're out there uh, is, is great value. And I guess from time to time it is. I mean, you know, when you're a commentator, you actually have to find things to ask them at various times. I, I'm, I'm not – I'm a bit 50-50 on it, but I agree. If you're a young player trying to make your way and trying to establish yourself, opening the batting against Australia – I don't want anyone in my ear. I just don't want anyone in my ear. I want uh, everything that I'm thinking about to be a very, very, very clean passage. So 
Maybe a mistake. Let's get straight back to the call board because uh, we've got a few waiting there. G'day, Lee. Good morning to you. Yeah, how's it How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty encouraged by last night. Don't like losing, uh, but uh, I was pretty encouraged by my, most of what I saw. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, it could have gone either way. Could have easily, you know, we could have easily won that. Phillips, not even the catch for that last that last ball. You know, if he keeps that in, in the field of play, or then we win. But um, I was just ringing up. I was quite um, quite impressed with the way Adam Milne um, bowled, especially with the swing he was getting. I um, haven't really seen that a lot from him in the past, and his, and his seam positioning was bloody outstanding. Some of those unswingers. I just want him to stay fitly. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, and the selectors, every time he is fit, they pretty much pick him. But he, it's just a case of him staying upright, really, and able to run in. Uh, and that, to me, is his only issue. I think he's, I mean, he's been a, a teach, an, an, I, an IPL contractee for a while. I mean, people, re, people see the talent, Lee, but it's just the longevity. Yeah, what's the, has he been going well for Central this season? I haven't really followed it too much, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I think his, his domestic season has been good. Um, is he still with Stags or has he gone somewhere else? I think he might be with the Fibers. Um, but uh, look, in all honesty, um, he's in Wellington and I, I, I think you're right. I like, I like Adam Milne. If I could see Adam Milne play 10 games in a row for New Zealand, I'd be a happy man. I think he's got the stuff, um, but has he got you know, uh, the body? Cheers for waiting, mate. Appreciate that, Kevin. From uh, Titarangi, Kevin. Now, here's an interesting call, I'm sure. Morning, Smithy. Welcome back. I tell you what, your, your commentary was sculled. Not only astute, but, God, I'm still cracking up about the humour of that. My, <laughs> I, I, God, it was so flippin' funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so great. But uh, going on last night, it was a great game last night. We only lost on the last ball. We've got a good side there, and Eden Park's going to um, make it even better for both sides, uh, short boundaries. But if you look at the, if you analyse it, the two number threes were the, um, the um, deciding factors in the game. Ravinder and um, Marsh had similar uh, scores, four, um, seven sixes, six sixes. They both played very well, and Marsh bowled very well too. So um, we've, we've got um, two good cricketers here coming to town on Saturday, um, Friday night, so I'm really looking forward to that. And just on Salvi, he's bowling all right. He nearly got head first ball. And Head couldn't mm. handle him. Head, head was hitting through mid-wicket. He was just guessing. He should have been hitting through covers. But he didn't know what to do with it. So, I, I, Look, I, I, think, uh, I think you're right. I think the signs are very good. I'm, I'm not overly worried about Tim South. I just want to see him a, a two or three clicks, as they call it in modern language, two or three clicks faster. And that gives the batsman less time uh, to react. Uh, Kev, I always love your theories. Keep them coming in, mate. And uh, I hope you enjoy Eden Park if you pop along. Uh, Kieran, uh, good morning to you, Kieran. Yeah, good day, Smithy. You're not worried about Southie. Well, I am. I mean, you've got yeah. no evidence not to worry. You've got no evidence not to worry about Southie. Wherever you, whatever your position in the team is, your primary function is to take wickets and score runs. Bowler versus batsman. Now, he's doing neither. He hasn't taken a wicket for the Black Caps for weeks, and he's a passenger. And all the part sentiment about his past performance, well, that goes out the window. We're playing Australia. There's right. no room for passengers. He's not. He's not achieving anything. And oh, then I'm told, oh, he's a, he'd be a mentor to the young guys. And I said, well, hey, mentors to the young guys don't need to take the field. You know, he's taking someone's place right now. And um, I, I just think it's 
sooner rather or later, Steve's going to have to have a word with him because from what I've heard, Southie would play for another 10 years if he could. He's, he's, he's desperate to keep on the field. And um, I, I just think it's time to let him go. Do you think he's fully fit, Kieran? Do you think uh, that's the best we're going to see from him now and, and that's it? Well, I, I don't I don't know. He's older. He's, he's, he's older. He's a veteran now. He's, he looks a bit tired at times. I just think he needs to... I think for his own sake, he just needs a break. You know? Yeah, well, he has. I don't know if he needed to play last night, to be perfectly honest. I wouldn't have played him last night. I'd have found someone else, and I really don't think he needed to be in that game. The only thing I can sense the reason they wanted him in there is because they do see him as being very much part of the World Cup plans. But I, t- I take your opinion, and I, I think you're not the only, the only one either. There is a serious amount of people who are hunting Tim Southey at the moment. And we'll see how uh, that test series eventuates because he's not playing in the next two uh, T20s. He gets a bit of a chance to refresh. Not a big one. 9.53 here on SCNZ.